Good morning. How is everyone today? My name is Whitney. I am the next-gen pastor here at Connect, and I want to welcome you for those who are here with us today, and then those of you guys are watching at home. Okay, so I bet we are in two different situations right now. I bet we are either still on a sugar high, maybe some of us, or maybe we're in our sugar coma. I feel like we're moving into the sugar coma. So we took our kids trick-or-treating last night. The weather was perfect and beautiful. I think we were out for like three hours Our kids had so much fun, Um, but this is a picture of um, Jeff and I's two kids, Finn and Reese, and then I think it might be coming up, I'm not sure, Um, but they and their homeschool crew are really into Harry Potter, so we had um, them all dressed up as Harry Potter characters, we have some Hermione, some Harry Potter, some Luna Lovegoods, and they just had a blast doing the Harry Potter thing. They had their wands and then their pet owls and cats, but this was them um, at their Halloween party this past week. Um, Now, I will say, Jeff and I, we love dressing up. So if you invite us to a costume party or a Halloween party, I will find a wig, I will dress up, I will do something. We just love Halloween and um, any party that we can dress up. So these are um, some of our past costumes um, that we have dressed up as. So last year, Jeff and I uh, were Chris Jenner and Bruce Jenner, obviously. Um, we have been Little Mermaid, Christmas themed, Saved by the Bell. We've been to some murder mystery parties, but I know what probably you guys are thinking. You're thinking, why does Jeff Hartley have any clothes on in any of his costumes? And I don't know why. He just is like, okay, let's do this and I won't wear a shirt. I'll wear really short shorts. I don't know. Um, but these are some of our past costumes. I'm sure, I, I don't even think I told Jeff that I was putting these pictures up here. So this is all news to him as well. But we have never really been into anything gory or scary. So I have absolutely no good segue going into today's um, message. And I am continuing the series of Faith Over Fear. Faith Over Fear. And Dave mentioned last week when he kicked off the series of what fear is. So fear is an emotion caused by the belief of potential future losses. Fear is an emotion caused by the belief of potential future losses. So it's a feeling that we get when we feel like something bad is gonna happen, okay? So I don't know what maybe you guys are scared of. Is it spiders, snakes? Is it the fear of heights? Maybe it's something more of like what we're dealing with today. Is it the fear of COVID? Is it the fear of, are we gonna have another lockdown? Is it a fear of just the unknown? I know, Gosh, back March 13th, I still remember this day, that's when school shut down. That's when things started changing, restaurants shutting down. And it was really scary because it was, you know, what's gonna happen? What is this about? When are we gonna go back to school and work? It was really scary and it was the fear of unknown. And I feel like we have all dealt with the fear of unknown. And Dave, when he kicked off the series last week, he gave us some ways to exercise our faith so we can diminish our fear a little bit. And that's what we're gonna kind of talk about a little bit more this morning. And one way to raise our faith and exercise our faith is if we look at our past, if we look at the track record of God in our past. So where did God show up? Where did God shine through? Where did he carry us through? What did he get us through? Where did he take our hand and walk us through a situation? What is God's past track record in our life? If we look back our life and see where he protected us, where he carried us through, that will help us build our faith. Where was God in our past? 
And we need to learn how to shift our focus, what, um, what potentially could happen, to what God has already done in our lives. What has God already done in our lives? We need to choose to fix our eyes on Jesus rather than our problems or our fears. Fix our eyes on Jesus, the, the author, the maker, the beginning, the end, and everything in between. Because he promised he would go through it with us. He promised he would never leave us. And he promised he would never forsake us. Now, King David has a lot to say about fear and how to overcome fear. And in Psalm chapter nine, verse nine through 10, he says, the Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. I love that last line. Lord, you have never forsaken those who seek you. King David also mentions the word refuge and stronghold. And that also translates to the word fortress. And the fortress is a high place of security and protection. And that's what God is for us. He's our high place of security and he's our protection. Now, I know we probably have people in our lives that you probably look at and think, God, they are so full of faith. They've just got it all together. They probably don't fear anything. But that's not the case. Regardless of how full of faith you are, you still have fear in your life. Faith is not the absence of fear, but it's what we do with our faith that is different. Or excuse me, it's what we do with our fear that is different. We give it to our heavenly father and we let him, we trust him with the outcome because he already knows, right? So we take that fear that we have regardless and we give it to our heavenly father and we trust him with the outcome. We invite Jesus into our fears because again, fear will never go away, but it's what we do with the fear that makes us different. We invite him into the fear with us and he will transform us along the way. So King David, again, he, again, he has a lot to say about fear. And in Psalm 56, three through four, verse three through four, he says, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. In God whose word, I praise. In God, I trust, for I am not afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Okay, now we need to remember who King David is, okay? So for those of you who remember, King David is the one that fought the giant Goliath, right? He went up there and he was like, I'm gonna do this. And he looked up and this giant is a million times bigger than him. Do you think he was afraid? Yes, probably so. He was probably af afraid, but he knew he had Jesus on his side and God was with him the whole entire time. So he went up to that giant, regardless of how big that flesh was, and he stood against him. Now, yes, that giant could have crushed him very easily. And I feel like that's, it's interesting for him to say at the end, what can mere mortals do to me? Because it didn't matter because he had God on his side and that's where he put his fear. He gave it to God and he was faithful. Shifting our focus from potential earthly consequences to the eternal assurances we have in God. And I think that is so important. Shifting our focus from the potential earthly consequences that we have here and looking at the eternal assurances that we have in God. So are you focused on your fears or are you focused on Christ who holds your entire, entire life in his hands? Where is your focus? Now, I know for me, there are so many times I do not get this right. I take my eyes off Jesus 
and I look elsewhere. I look at my problems, I look at my worries, I look at everything else that I'm going through and I take my eyes off Jesus. And I think a lot of us do that here, right? But I think we're in good company. I think we're in good company because Peter himself, who Jesus called his rock, by the way, Peter himself had times where he took his eyes off Jesus. And I know we've heard this story before, but I think it's so good to share because to see what happens when Peter takes his eyes off Jesus. Now, keep in mind, this happened right after Jesus fed the 5,000. He fed the 5,000, which is a crazy miracle that the disciples saw happen. He fed the 5,000, and shortly after that, Matthew um, tells the account of what happened with Peter. So in Matthew chapter 14, verse 25 through 33, it says, shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. So he was just out for a walk. He went on the lake and just was walking on the lake. And then the disciples saw him walking on the lake and they were terrified. They yelled, it's a ghost. So I'm picturing all the disciples in a boat. Maybe Jesus is far away coming towards them on water. They can't really see. They see it's a figure and they are scared. And they yell, it's a ghost. And of course, Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. So of course Peter says, okay, Lord, if it is you, tell me to come to you on the water. So Jesus is like, okay, come, come Peter. So then Peter gets down out of the boat, walks on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. And Jesus says, you have little faith. You have little faith. He said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed back in the boat, the wind died down. And then those who were in the boat worshiped Jesus saying, truly, you are the son of God. So this is what the miracle they needed to see for the disciples to say, truly, you are the son of God. So what happened in this situation? He didn't believe, I don't know if he didn't believe Peter that he was the son of God. So he says, Jesus, if it is you, tell me to come. So Jesus said, okay, come out here. So Jesus or Peter's walking on the water, which is a miracle in itself. And then he notices the wind to the side. So he takes his focus off and what happens? He sinks. And the minute he sinks, Jesus grabs his hand. He says, put your focus back on me. And he comes back out. And doesn't that happen a lot for us? We take our eyes off Jesus and we sink. What are you looking at? Are you looking again at your problems? Are you fear and are you sinking? It's because you have your eyes off Jesus. Now, our son Finn, um, this past spring, he was four and he was ready. He was ready to take the training wheels off, okay? So we go to um, an empty parking lot and Jeff is taking off the training wheels and we're giving him all the rules. We say, okay, get on the bike, hands on the handlebar straight, and I need you to look forward. Focus in front of you and pedal your little heart out, but don't look anywhere else but forward. So we're behind him and he's going and he's pedaling his little heart out. And then we let go and he's doing so good. And all of a sudden he realizes, oh no, no one has me. And he looks off. What do you think happens the minute he looks in the wrong direction? He gets all wobbly and he falls. I mean, doesn't that happen to us when we take our eyes off Jesus and look at our problems, we get all wobbly and we fall. And there is no hope 
or there's no answer in your fears. That only comes from Jesus. Now, you cannot look at two places at once. Now, moms, okay, I beg to differ. We do have eyes on the back of our head. So I strongly agree with that. Moms, we can look two places at once, but no one else can, right? We cannot focus on two places at once. So what are we looking at? So for the parents here who have kids, probably small kids, do you ever, like if your kids are bad and you tell them to come here and you grab their little faces and you're just like, look at me. Now, there's two ways that we say, look at me, okay? There is a you're in trouble and we say, look at me, right? Our teeth are closed, but we're still talking through our teeth. Or there's another way, if we have something really important to say, we say, look at me. And the reason we grab their little faces is because we want them to focus on us, We want them to have their eyes on us and we want them to hear what we have to say. And do you not think that Jesus wants to do the same thing to us? He wants to grab our faces and say, look at me, what are you looking at? Focus on me. I think he wants to do the same thing. I mean, if parents do that to our kids, don't you think the father wants to do that to us? Say, look at me, it's just me and you. Focus on me. Will you, so on my, so will you focus on your fears or your doubts or are you going to fix your eyes on the Lord? And Isaiah says in 41, 13, for I am the Lord, your God, who takes the hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. He says, do not fear, I will help you. And he wants to take us by the hand. A couple weeks ago, probably a month ago at this point, we had a next event. So it's for our youth. And you guys, I have seen no one worship like the youth worship. I just wanna point that out. It is such a cool thing to see, but we had music and we had awesome speakers. And I remember one of the leaders who spoke that night and she told this story and I'll never forget it. And I kinda wanna share the concept with you here today. So, and I think a lot of us can relate to this. So we hold, things in our hand. We hold our our fears. We hold our worries. We hold our circumstances and we we close our, our fist and we hold it in tight and we hold everything in here. And we know in our head, I need to give this to God. So we point it in the right direction and we say, okay, God, here you go. You can have it. I've given it to you. See, I'm doing it. But the problem is we're not letting go. We have it in our fists and we are holding so tight onto it. We know we need to give it to God and we know he needs to just surrender and we try to, but we're not really fully doing it. So there's something to be said about this posture and this posture. And this is the posture that God wants. He wants us to give it to him and he wants us to open our hand, unclench our fist and give him everything we got It is letting our heavenly father take us by the hand and walk through the fear. But first we must open our fist and empty our hand. And that is how he will help us lead through in the times of fear. So here's what I know about me and what I probably know about you. There will be times in our lives when we choose to hold onto our fears and we take our eyes off Jesus, that's just gonna happen. We will, we have, and we will continue. Do this sometimes. We will take our eyes off Jesus and focus on the fears around us, especially in 2020. I mean, but here's the good thing. We need to know how God is gonna respond when we do take our eyes off him. 
And in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 13 says, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. For he cannot disown himself. It is who he is, it is who he has been, it's who he will be, that is just his very nature. When we are faithless, he will continue to remain faithful to us. Now at the beginning of my message, I, I said one way that we can really exercise our faith is look at God's past track record in our life, where he showed up, where he came through, where he held our hands. Now I'm sure maybe some of you sitting here, maybe some of you watching at home think, okay, yeah, I can look at my past track record with God and it doesn't help because I see pain, I see sorrow, I see loneliness, I just see a lot of darkness. So looking at God's track record doesn't help my faith at all. But I wanna encourage you, there has not been a moment in your life where God has left you. There's never been a moment in your life where God has left you. He has been with you in your pain and in your sorrow and in your dark times. He loves you so much that he went and laid down his very life for you and for me. He gave us the ultimate sacrifice and the ultimate gift. And that is something that we can cling on to. Now, I have fears just like every one of you. I, so I don't like snakes. I don't like spiders. I have this really weird fear of multiples. I, it's really hard to explain. But I don't like um, things in multiples, like animals. So I like a cat or two, but when I see someone have 10 cats, I think that's weird. I think that's scary. Um, if I see a bird, a two birds, but if I see a line of like 30 birds, that, that freaks me out. I think that's really creepy. So I have a fear of multiples. Weird, I know. But um, as I've grown older, my fears have changed. My fears have changed as I have grown older. And in fact, as I've grown older, I fear change. I fear change a lot. And the past couple years of my life, we have had some deaths in our family and some people pass away. And most of my life, my life has been pretty constant. It's been consistent. I've had the same people in my life. Um, not much has changed, but I feel like as I've gotten older, things have changed, and that is really scary. But I will say, the times that I have experienced change, even though it has been heart-wrenching and horrible, I look back and I see God all over it. I see God all over it. And the one way I see God, and I don't know, I did not expect to get all teary-eyed. <laughs> I see God all over it is because ever since um, my dad's wife passed away, he has been almost in the front row in this church almost every single Sunday. Almost every single Sunday. Sorry. And he has never really been a churchgoer. I mean, he came and I invited him and things like that if he had to. But um, I, at first I would say, I would text him or I'd call him and I'd say, hey, you should come to church. I'll save you a spot, come to church. So we came and that was good. And after a while he would text me and be like, hey, I'm coming to church, save me a spot. I'm like, okay, cool. Pretty soon those texts kind of stopped. Those calls kind of stopped and I would just come and he would just be there in the front row. He would just be here. 
And it was so amazing seeing that someone who never came to church and then I would invite him and then he would, you know, we would text and we'd, he'd come and then I would just come and we didn't talk to him for a couple days and I'd come sit in the front row and he was just there. And now it's just kind of his Sunday now. He comes to church every single Sunday. And if that is not a God story, I don't know what is. So my fear of change, God has worked through it so much and God has shined through the fear that I've had, the darkness that I've had, and he has made something so great out of it. So I challenge you guys to look at your, back tra- your God's track record in your past and, and just find where God shined through because I promise he's been with you in any time that you have had. So I am actually gonna invite the band to come up um, and we're gonna just close out on one more song. But I wanna give you a challenge um, as maybe today or if you go out um, in the rest of your week. So I mentioned that fist, right? I mentioned that fist that we all have. We hold our fears in it. We hold our worries. We hold our circumstances. We hold our past in it. And we have been hanging on so tight. I mean, as, as tight as our fist can get. And a lot of times we say, okay, you know what? Now's the time. Now's the time I'm gonna give it to God. And we hold our fists in the air and we do our best and we say, okay, here you go, God. It is here, just take it. But I'm gonna challenge you in something else today. If you can take that fear, if you can take that circumstance that you may have that you've been holding on so tight to, and actually surrender to God. And it's not something that you do once, it's not something you do twice, it's something that you do every day, but I challenge you to open up that fist, open up your hand, and just give it all to God. Because again, I don't care how much faith you have, the fear does not go away. So again, I give you that challenge of just changing your posture a little bit from a clenched fist to an open hand. And um, I want to close in the song of, we kind of sang the, the end of it at the end of our songs this morning, but it talks about, I don't fear. I don't fear because God, you're with me. I can go through COVID, I can go through lockdowns, I can go through change, but I am not gonna fear because God, you are with me. So I, I invite you guys to stand up and maybe this morning is the time where you open up that fist and maybe it's something that you pray about this week, but that's my challenge for you this week. So I pray, or I, um, I, I want us all sing this song together, just knowing that regardless of what we go through and regardless of what we fear, God's with us and he'll never, ever leave us. When this life is overwhelming And I feel like giving up I will cling to all you've promised It will always be enough When the world around me crumbles And it's hard to understand 
trust in God because we're gonna go through times of fear and he's, he's asking to just surrender everything to him. So let us pray. Lord, thank you for today. Lord, thank you for you speaking through me where I can just encourage that fear will never go away, but neither will you. And you're so much stronger, Lord. And I know you want us to take our fear and, and give it to you and take our fear and, and invite you in it, Lord, because we can't deal with fear alone, but we can only go through it with you by our side. So I encourage as everybody goes on today, Lord, just be with them and, and speak to them. and. Um, just be with them regardless of what happens and the ups and the downs and the all arounds that this this world takes us through that you just are gonna you're just you're stronger than ever you're mightier than ever lord and we know that you're here and we know that you're with us lord i pray this in jesus name amen thank you guys so much for being here today we will see you next sunday